Uh, so we have various new things to unveil today. I don't know why we chose Wednesday, but we did, uh, and deal with it. So let's unveil this. Oh, look, even the graphic changed. Oh, wow. That's a little psychedelic for me. That's a little fancy. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that, <laughs> it, that target came at me. Like, it's coming after me. I don't know. Uh, all right, yes, we're going to get it started right now. Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, all right, four weeks from today. Four weeks from today. Carolina Hurricanes at home against the Ottawa Senators at PNC Arena. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, we will talk with Trip Tracy in about uh, 20 minutes about uh, the uh, the team and getting ready for being the favorites going into the season. All of that. Best blue line in the sport. Same three-headed goalie monster that they had a year ago with Pyotr Kachetkov and a four-year contract. But Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta in tow as well. Uh, adding the grittiness of a Michael Bunting to the forward mix, more than likely in the top six. My guess is the grand scheme is to play him with Sebastian Ajo and whoever is playing on the right side of Ajo, be it Seth Jarvis, be it Martin Natchez, be it Tevo Teravon. And I get the feeling that we are going to witness a ferocious Andrei Svechnikov return. I just... Something tells me that he is ready to make up for lost time. I can't wait. Uh, and Andre is just fun. He is nonstop fun. So it's four weeks from today, the home opener. Two weeks from yesterday is the preseason opener against one of the Florida teams at PNC. They'll play next Tuesday and Wednesday. Not not next Tuesday. The following Tuesday and Wednesday at PNC Arena uh, before heading to Florida for a Friday doubleheader. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, split squad games. And then the uh, toward the end of the following week, they'll have a home-and-home home with Nashville. And we'll get the season started on October 11th at PNC Arena. All right. Next case. And this is at the risk of being repetitive because it seems like we talk about this. I don't know too much because I don't think you can... Uh, beat this topic enough because of how important it is. But at the risk of being repetitive, we now have the war of words between the NCAA and North Carolina with regards to Tez Walker. And the NCAA took it up a notch yesterday because they released a statement in really in reaction to the machine gun fire statements spit out by UNC, Mac Brown, Kevin Guskowitz, the chancellor, and Bubba Cunningham. And I read all of the statements from UNC, and I agreed with what was written within. I agree, they, they, Everybody should be angry that Tez Walker, I believe this, was done dirty by the NCAA. They was more than that. He was disrespected by the NCAA. Mac Brown's statement was the most pointed. He said, the NCAA has failed Tez and his family 
and I've lost all faith in its ability to lead and govern our sport. They've messed so many things up as it relates to college football, and now their failures have negatively impacted the life of one of our own. And he ends the statement with, shame on you, NCAA. Like everything but the emoji of a wagging finger. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. We needed that. Oh, yeah. We don't even have that emoji, do we? We should, though. We should have a yeah. wagging finger emoji. There get on that. Uh, Zuckerberg. I don't know. Let's get Mark Zuckerberg on it. So, nobody complained, by the way. Nobody in the UNC community complained. We we applauded that. We applauded. I, I, didn't, I didn't applaud it. I, I read it, and I just agreed with it. But, man, North, UNC fans were fired up. Of course, all of those were just words. And, well, we discussed how... North Carolina, not just North Carolina, but the college football universe is in many ways responsible for Tez Walker's not being eligible. But the NCAA fired off a statement of their own yesterday, uh, and it starts this way. The NCAA is aware of violent and possibly criminal threats recently directed at committee members involved in regulatory decisions. The national office is coordinating with law enforcement and will continue to do whatever possible to support the volunteers who serve on these committees. Uh, The last paragraph is basically the, uh, the middle finger to UNC. The D1 board is troubled by the public remarks made last week by some of the University of North Carolina leadership. Those comments directly contradict what we and our fellow Division I members and coaches called for vociferously, including UNC's own football coach. We are a membership organization, and rather than pursue a public relations campaign that can contribute to a charged environment for our peers who volunteer on committees, we encourage members to use established and agreed-upon procedures to voice concerns and propose and adopt rule or policy changes if they are dissatisfied. That's what the NCAA thought of the statements from UNC last week. And I don't fault either party for being mad. And it does seem that too many Carolina fans felt like, well, why did the NCAA have to say that? I mean, pot? Kettle? What are we doing? Did the NCAA go too far? I think they did, specifically in how they referred to the mental health part of this equation. Because they, to me, they almost mocked Tez Walker's claim that it was it was it would be better for his emotional well being if he was a, an eligible athlete. They were like, "Well, you know, if your mental state is such, maybe taking the year off would help." You know what? Go jump in a lake, man. That sucks. It sucks to 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 say that. However, let's not forget that the university, like many others, fought very loudly and hard 
to restrict movement. And the NCAA said, all right, you got what you want, which is fine. They don't really care. The NCAA doesn't care. They don't get money from college football. But remember, these are all the member institutions, right? I believe the NCAA is wrong in how they acted. I believe they're wrong in how they ruled. But in this case, as I was telling you at the beginning of last week, they have been very consistent in this case. They never, ever, 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 ever respected Tez Walker's decision to leave Central and go to Kent State. It was clear from the reporting. Greg Barnes of Inside Carolina, when I read that piece, I went, oh, no, he's never going to be eligible. They they don't believe that he left uh, for reasons of being afraid that they wouldn't play football in the spring, rather in the uh, fall of 21. He already had one year lost. He wasn't. He didn't want to lose a second. So he transferred to Kent State and played in 21. But they never bought the purity of that decision. Because they said, there's nothing unique about what he did, which I think is disrespectful. And then they were disrespectful, I think, when they basically mocked the mental health aspect of this transfer. But again, when you come... When you come at the NCAA with the with the the rhetoric that UNC did across the board, but specifically to the head coach, you don't know what you're stirring up. So, all right, next topic. Again, I I just I wish Tez could play, and it's not. You keep saying this. I don't care how it impacts North Carolina. I don't care. I only care how it impacts Tez Walker. All right, something else that was driving me nuts yesterday. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this because we are going to talk about this later. Uh, but remember when Mac Brown, after uh, UNC beat App State on Saturday, and Mac talked about how great these games were. Oh man, this the UNC App State, uh, great program. They're, they're, this is what's this is great for football in North Carolina. But we're not playing it anymore. Yeah, we don't want to play them anymore. Well, what does North Carolina get out of a game like App? Or, to any other situation, what does NC State get out of a game like East Carolina, which they opened the season with last year and nearly lost it? And State and App, I believe, will play, if not next year, the year after that. I mean, not to be obnoxious, but let me see. A really good game against a quality opponent who just happens to live in your backyard. And as the head coach at North Carolina said, it's good for the state that we live in. Right. What am I missing? Where's the problem? So, oh, yeah, but if we lose it, it's a it's a loss to a, how do you lose to app? And here's my re- response to that. Don't feed stupid. Don't give credence to dumb. Why do we do this? Well, you know, somebody will say that the how do you lose to app? Well, that person doesn't know his rear end from a hole in the ground. So why would I care what that person thinks? Or what about the what about the AP poll? So Carolina won, right? And yes. they dropped three spots in the AP poll. Right. So so we we beat a good team and we fell three spots. Mike, why do you give a rats what the AP poll says? 
Yeah. Oh, but it, it the, the playoff. I'm like, well, then when I say don't feed stupid, maybe I'm talking about you since the AP poll has no bearing on the playoff. Maybe it's an it's a losing battle that I am trying to fight against dumb because we spend way too much time fighting stupid. The people who know college football understand App is a very good program. If you beat App State, you have won a good football game. If you lose to App State, chances are you lost to a really good football team. Yeah. Now, I've compared App and ECU, and right now, App is clearly ahead. Nobody's there is nobody in Pirate Nation shouts to you uh, on the uh, the game in Greenville. There's nobody in Pirate Nation who's going to go. Yeah, we're just as good as App because you. I mean, we'll find out, I guess, on Saturday. But um, App is right now ahead of where East Carolina is. But historically speaking, ECU is pretty doggone good. So I look at those programs as having very similar pedigrees. And when ECU is good, you have done work if you've beaten them. We don't have to go back that far for where ECU was given Virginia Tech and South Carolina and NC State and UNC hell every time they played. Oh, but we're going to lose recruiting battles. No, you're not. You know, maybe for two or three star players. Right? Hey, look, I can go there and play. Right? But considering the waters that State and Carolina want to swim in when it comes to recruiting, those players are going to go to UNC or NC State because of the conferences they play in. Or conference. (laughs) Could be conferences down the road. Right. Uh, But because of the conference they play in. So, again, let's try to put our smart hats on. Okay? And understand that... I get why Mac Brown doesn't want to play it, because you can lose. But by the same token, that's why you should want to play it. Exactly. Unless you're scared. In which case, I can't help you.